0: Welcome to Money Radio, WPSE's weekly broadcast of the Rotary Club of Erie meeting program at the Sheridan Erie Bayfront Hotel. Today's speaker is Kathy Dahlkemper, Erie County Executive.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. I'll say it again, good afternoon, everyone. Hey, you know, I, I tell you, you guys do a better welcome than most churches I go to. I know, I'm serious about that. Great job, great job. Um, you know, they, they asked me to introduce Kathy, and you know, Kathy's a very special person, and, 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 and I'm sincere about this, not because well, she signs my paycheck, but because she, she really is. Um, about five and a half years ago, uh, I received a email from Kathy Dahlkemper. I didn't know Kathy, many of you, many people think we knew each other over the past, but I did not. And she shared an email that she had received my email, or my resume from a, a colleague, and she had a position that she thought I would be a perfect fit for. So uh, we exchanged emails, we set up a time, I met her once, uh, we talked about the position, I met her like two or three different times for us to go over more about the position. And the more I met her, yeah. Excuse me. The more I met her and talked with her, the more I really realized that she cares extremely uh, a lot about Erie County, which is important to me as well. Um, Equally as important, she has a vision. And in that vision, talked about moving Erie County forward and making Erie County a world-class county. And I began to think, you know, how do we do that? And she and I brainstormed and we came up with benchmarking, looking at other counties, and we also came up with uh, what is called, many of you are familiar with NACOL, the National Association of Counties, and they have a an achievement award program that if you're very innovative and if you're very creative, you have an opportunity to submit various programs. I'm happy to say over the last four years, we have received 21 awards promoting Erie County as, for the work that we do. Yeah, that's a round of applause. And, and, and that's directly and that's directly related to Kathy's vision and her uh, forwardness as far as giving us the opportunity to grow. We're very, very proud of that. And this past year, we received best in the category, which they only give to one of 15 um, awards throughout the country. And we got that for our veteran affairs, the very first time in the history of Erie County. So these are, yeah, another great, so these are some of the great things that's happening under the leadership of Kathy. And and lastly, I will say this. You know, I read a book by John C. Maxwell called uh, Everyone Communicates But Few Connect. Everyone Communicates But Few Connect. And in there, he says that individuals ask three questions when they're attempting to, to connect. The first question that they're thinking about is, do you care for me? Do you care for me? The second question is, can I help you? Then the third question, can I trust you? And I can tell you, without a doubt, Kathy checks the box at yes on every one of those questions. Your guest speaker in today, Kathy Dahlkemper.
0: Let's see if I can get this mic to stay up. Uh, what's that? be fine without it. I'll be fine without it? OK, great. If everybody can hear me all right. Perfect. Um, I have a pretty big voice as a mother of five. I learned that a long time ago. And uh, the fifth of six in a family. So it's just wonderful to be with you here at Rotary. I always appreciate the opportunity to come speak to all of you. And like Gary, I always um, enjoy the welcome that I have here. I think really in terms of Erie community, this is the best of Erie community when we come together like this and we welcome and we accept everyone and, and we bring people in. And so thank you for what you do not only today but really each and every time that you gather and the work that you do in between. So Gary talked a bit about our NACO Awards and we are actually extremely proud of uh, the awards that we have received on a national level when, because when I first came in and this was actually before Gary even sat uh, around um, my cabinet table with me um, the first meeting I ever had with all of the directors of all the departments I said look Look, the one thing I really want us to do is to find new ways to collaborate I want us to look at finding ways that we can break down the silos but let's start in house let's start with our own county government because um, county government is large you may not know this but um, we are the ninth largest employer in Erie County with about 1,200 employees we have multiple locations we have of course the courthouse which I think everyone knows about we have Department of Human Services main building up on the corner of 9th and Sass we have the Health Department down on the Bayfront at Cherry we have uh, the prison over on Ash Street we have the Public Safety Building up on Oliver Road and of course we have our lovely library and its four branches uh, the Blasco and and then the other four and then a few other smaller uh, buildings and locations one including M&L Thomas uh, Juvenile Detention Center So we're spread all over the place and sometimes it makes everyone feel like they're in their own silo, their own department and they don't really think of themselves as one county government. So we've worked really hard to try to collaborate from day one and we started in our own house. We started internally. But then I asked them to not only look there, but how can we be better collaborators in this community because there's so much work to be done. And I know many in this room, probably every one of you, is involved in many of the initiatives that are happening in Erie County and I believe we are at a truly amazing point in our history and it behooves each one of us to make sure that all of the good things that we're working on actually do come to fruition and that we do create the community that we want not only for today but for the future in my office I have a tiny chair a little chair sometimes people say what is that the timeout chair Um, that small chair I brought in to remind me And to remind everyone else who comes in my office and works with me that this is who we work for we work for the child we work for the next generation so many of the things that those of us in this room are working on uh, many of those things won't come to full fruition until maybe we are no longer here Uh, hopefully we will get to see some of the fruits of our labor but i always love the saying you know a society grows great when old men and women uh, plant trees under whose shade they know they shall never sit And so I think uh, myself and many of you, hopefully all of you, are really looking at that future and saying, how can we leave this world better for the future? So I think a lot of that happens when we collaborate, when we partner, when we use our limited resources to create something bigger because we only all have limited resources. So I want to talk about a few of the ways and a few of the initiatives that I believe we've done really well collaborating in county government. So I'm going to start with our county library. It is the closest to where we are sitting or standing right now. Um, If you haven't been in the Blasco Library in uh, the last few years, I invite you to stop on your way out of here and check out the changes that have happened. The Blasco was in itself a vision uh, that people had to bring the um, Blasco onto the Bayfront. It was really the first development down here that started spurring more of the development that happened. But 20 years later, we actually took it to, I think, a new level as we created, uh, most recently, uh, two years ago, the Idea Lab. And the Idea Lab is that maker space for ideas and innovation, but it's more than just a space. It is a place for people to come together. Libraries are not just about collections anymore. We all know that uh, people read on their iPhones, their tablets, their computer, um, and maybe the book in your hand is not as often sought. But the library still is that great place of resource. When you really wanna know how to find something, ask a librarian. And so you can go to the Makerspace, you can go to the idea lab, and you can learn how to start a business, and you can learn how to make a widget with our 3D printers, and you can learn how to connect with others who are struggling maybe as as you are. Um, And it also helps people with just basic skills, computer skills. I recently um, talked to a gentleman who retired from GE after many years as a welder. He never used a computer. He went down and started taking computer classes so that he could actually now start to use a computer in his own personal life. But the Idea Lab is much more than that. It's actually part of the Northwest Pennsylvania Innovation Beehive Network. And you may have heard about the beehives that are occurring at Behrend, Edinburgh, Gannon, and Mercyhurst. We are the fifth beehive in county government at the Blasco Library. I always say we're like the little beehive. But the thing is, people feel comfortable coming into a library. A library is a great equalizer, and uh, those who may not feel comfortable walking into a university setting because they maybe didn't go to college can come to the library, can get some of the early skills, and then the librarians, those who are working there, will send them on. Now it's time for you to go up to Barron, for example, and look at having a prototype made. Or maybe now you need to go to Gannon's SBDC and get some of that startup business information that you need um this uh, grant was from ecra matched by friends of the library and the library foundation so it really was a collective um, effort in bringing that beehive and the idea lab and all of that goes on there to the library system we also recently um put in a new teen center now all of you in here unfortunately are not allowed to use that space because you're (laughs) you're over 18. but we found that teens needed their own space and they they really needed a place to connect and we again feel that the library is that place for connections and there's a lot of exciting things going on in an art teen center, and I won't go into those, but go and check it out. And you can observe from the outside, and you can see the enthusiasm of these young people as they have a space. And they actually have some of the best real estate in that entire building. And I told them, know how much we value you because we gave you this amazing piece of real estate that looks right out at the flagship Niagara. So a second collaborative project that we've been working on for the past couple years is the Blue Zone Project. How many of you are familiar with the Blue Zone Project? Some are, some aren't. Blue Zones are the places in the world where people live the longest and the healthiest. There's about five places that have been identified. And with those five places, and this happened through a team from National Geographic, they found that these five places all had commonalities. Um, And they were things like having a sense of purpose having a close connected group of people, living a lifestyle that um, encouraged you to move. It didn't mean you went to the gym, but you had a lifestyle that had you out and moving. It had to do with um, actually being connected to a faith uh, community of some sort, and to also having a a plant slant diet. But it's much more than just about diet and exercise. It really was about this holistic look at uh, people's living. So uh, AARP, connected with this team from National Geographic uh, a dozen years or so ago and said could you recreate this type of a community in the United States well they started with a very small town in Minnesota and since then they have continued on and now Cory, Pennsylvania here in Erie County is the 47th community in the United States to work at being a Blue Zones community and what does that mean it means we are working towards making the healthy choice the easy choice we are involving the Cory citizens in what they want their community to be, and um, the excitement in Cory is hard to contain right now. And they haven't even officially kicked off. Uh, We've been in the planning stages for the past few months. They have their official kickoff uh, just in a couple weeks in Cory, and the next three years uh, they will be diligently working to sort of change the trajectory of the health outcomes in that community. Um, you'll see things like walking school buses. Most of us and many listening uh, probably walk to school. Now very, very few schools uh, students walk to school. Some of that is because of safety issues. So now you find someone, maybe they're retired, They'll come out in the morning of their house and they will be the bus driver and they will start walking down the block and they will collect students as they go and they will cl- safely get them to school and the parents then can be very confident that their child got to school safely and everyone is getting some exercise. This bus driver has a purpose every day when they get up and then they get to school and they do a little bit of exercise and a little bit of yoga, and a little bit of meditation and the teachers say it's amazing the difference when these students start school having that type of a day to begin with. But there's so much more to Blue Zones. It's working on the built environment, it's working with the grocery stores, it's working with uh, the other stores and the the restaurants. For example, when you go to a restaurant, normally you order a sandwich, you get either french fries or chips. Well we wanna make the healthy choice the easy choice, so you try to get restaurants to change that. Normally you would get a salad or some fruit, and if you want the french fries or chips, you could still ask for them, but you try to give the easy choice is the healthy choice. So look for more um, going on at the Blue Zones, but we, we believe that this will carry into the rest of our community and we'd like to see that happen as time goes on. This has been a collaborative effort with UPMC Hammett, St. Vincent's, LECOM, uh, Cory Memorial Hospital, the City of Cory, and the Erie County Department of Health. Uh, we could not do that without our partners who financed this effort. Uh, third thing I'd like to talk about is Choose Erie and the Data Center. So, one of the things we know is that there are great things going on in our community that the rest of the world has no idea is going on, and if you are uh, someone looking to maybe develop in the country, you want to go on a website and you want to find that information fast, there really has not been a portal into our community where people could find that one-stop shop. So through a number of different efforts, and I have to say this actually did start with uh the ue 506 from at that point ge uh, after they had had quite a large layoff came and said we have a skilled workforce in erie county how can we attract businesses here well as we sat around the table not only with the ue but with the chamber and and with many other community partners we realized this was a much bigger issue the world just doesn't even hardly know we exist out there when a site selector is looking for uh, a place they don't even see Erie on the map and so we created this Choose Erie website which is that one stop shop it's actually now in the hands of the chamber we turned it over to them but it started through county government we don't need to own that but one of the biggest pieces that's on that site uh, is the data center and if you haven't had a chance go on that site check out the Erie County data center it is a great place where you can find all sorts of demographic information real estate uh, developers can use that site for their own purposes businesses can use it to to determine the roi on expansion we think this is a tool that will be used immensely by our for-profit business uh, companies in erie county and from what i'm told we are one of the few communities in the entire united states that has this uh, sophisticated of information available to um, our community as a whole so check out that uh, Choose Erie website we have a broadband initiative going on we know that uh, in today's world you have to have access to high-speed internet whether you're doing that for your own personal uses or whether for your business schools hospitals and what we also know is that much of Erie County particularly Erie County south of I-90 is really uh, lacking that type of access so in county government we're trying to figure out how we can do this this is a very expensive um, endeavor and we only have limited resources but the federal government and the state government as you probably have read are really putting more and more resources into this but what we don't know is we don't know exactly who doesn't have this we only know by census tract data so we have a started an initiative Uh, to get a clearer picture of where the gaps are in Erie County so that we can help make sure that the resources when they do come go to the areas that most need to be targeted and so we've been working with all of our telecom companies to expand uh, this information and to, to really get a handle on this but we need people to get involved and so I'm asking all of you to help us and, and to spread the word about this. We have a survey and we've had nearly 700 responses thus far and it's Gov. Um, and if you don't have access to a computer, because again, we're talking about high speed internet, you can always call my office, 451-7440 and we will actually take your survey over the phone. But we are trying to find out where the gaps are to really get a clear picture of what kind of speed people have, what up and down speed they have and try to target the funding when it comes into those particular areas. This is a collaboration with the telecom companies, the internet providers, Erie County um, departments, and working with our state and federal agencies as well as those such as the Northwest Commission. So um, a few other things we've we've been involved in, um, and I'm going to get to the next one last, but I'm gonna mention a couple other things before I get there. One is the um, radio project. Uh, This is a public safety radio project. This is uh, one of the largest investments Erie County has ever made into the community. It is $26 million project, $26.5 million project. Right now, it's well over $2 million under budget. So we're we're thrilled about that. But what this is going to do is allow all of our public safety entities to talk to each other. Now, probably most of you thought they already do that. Um, But unfortunately, they have been on different bands um, This is where Tom Pies and I got into a little bit of uh, technical uh, talk when I most recently talked to him. But um, I learned more about radio systems and and radio bands and FCC than I ever thought I would know over this time period. But what is happening today, and until we turn the system on, will continue to happen, is that uh, many of our uh, agencies cannot talk to each other. So for example, a few years ago, there was a large fire on Lighthouse Street in Erie. And they called out to Lawrence Park and said we need mutual aid and so they brought that other fire department in but they couldn't talk their radios didn't connect and this really goes back to the Albion tornado when 1985 when we realized that we had this problem in Erie County so this has been a decades-long problem which no one was really was really willing to tackle and um, I have to give a lot of credit to my current Public Safety Director John Grappy, and really to the entire Public Safety community who finally said we got to fix this and we have to come together and people had to give up some things that they found very precious and dear to them Um, and they had to give that up in the in really the for the good of the whole community so um, in September when we turn this on and go live if you are in your greatest moment of need whether it be a fire a car accident a terrible storm or something even worse um, you should be glad to know that whoever comes to your rescue police, fire, ambulance, are all gonna be able to talk to each other. And the quicker they can talk to each other, the quicker you can get the help you need. So this has been a huge effort of ours that we are very, very proud of. So most recently in the news, you've heard about the community college. And we've been talking about a community college for decades in, our, in Erie County. And uh, just about two years ago, um, Empower Erie uh, put together a great community plan And uh, council, kind of council, decided to sponsor that plan, which we hadn't been able to do before. So we got farther along than we had ever gotten with a community college effort, because we'd never had a sponsor. So about two years ago, I submitted that plan to the State Board of Education. And it's been down at the State Board of Education since uh, June of 2017. And it's been going through the process during that time. About six months ago, But let me back up. There is an entity called the Northern Pennsylvania Regional College, which some of you may or may not have heard of. It is a nine county uh, regional college that looks to bring community college type education to that nine county footprint of which we are part of that. Um, So you can think of the counties that surround us and then going a little further east and a little bit south. And and those are the nine counties. Their model uh, is to have a professor in a, let's, let's just say the location would be Meadville, and then that professor's in a room, and maybe there's one or two or three or four students in that room, and then there would be a classroom in Erie where there would be students, and there might be a classroom in Brockway where there'd be students, and maybe a classroom in Warren where there'd be students, and they would have interaction with that instructor, that professor, and so that is their model of how they are providing this type of education, and they've been doing this for about two years, um, slowly growing, and, um, we decided to sit down and talk with them to see if there were synergies, and we had talked to them prior to our application going in, and we found we were really too far apart. But as we sat down with them about six months ago, we started to find commonalities, and we fi- started to find places where we could actually work together. And over that amount of time, over the past five or six months, we've actually realized there are many synergies, and, and we both actually agreed to uh, maybe change a little bit about what we felt had to be the be all for us, you know, a standalone Erie County Community College, and they wanted to stick just with their model as I explained to you. So we are working on a memorandum of understanding of agreement with them, and we have not signed any agreement yet, but we are working towards that to see if this would work. Um, two, well, there's really two or three great benefits with this. One, collaboration. We're actually using resources from two different entities and bringing that together and trying to create maybe something better, maybe a model that is unique, not only in Pennsylvania, but really unique in the United States that can look towards using our technology, but also understands there are some needs that uh, new technology can't quite fix. And so we are looking at a bricks and mortar facility here in Erie County, a workforce center, a place that would have the technology, the latest and greatest technology for our industries, for our healthcare, for technology where people can go and get that hands-on training that they need that really our businesses have continued to say they're really desperate to find those skilled trained workers to come into the workforce so they would be able to seamlessly leave this workforce center and walk right into for example a factory floor or a lab at one of our hospitals and, and get right to work because they've been trained on the best equipment and then we would still have the model of that I explained to you of the MPRC where there would be that type of classroom teaching going on both probably at this bricks and mortar facility and at many other facilities where you actually are taking the classroom activity to the student where they actually live. And that includes students in Erie County because this workforce center would probably be somewhere near the urban core, but there are still people in the outlying areas who might wanna take some classes and it would be much more convenient for them to take them at um, a place near them, for example, like Cory Higher Ed would be an example of a facility being used. So we are uh, diligently working to see if we can find a way forward For this combined effort, Um, you know, there are things still to be worked out, uh, but I think the potential is great. And one of the largest um, negatives I heard about our community college plan, the standalone Erie County plan, was the cost to the taxpayers. Because a typical community college uh, makeup is a third, third, third. A third of the money coming from the state, a third coming from the student and a third coming from the sponsoring entity. So that would mean county tax dollars. And with the model of the NPRC, they're looking at their own line item in the state budget. And so the state would basically pick up that other third that would come from the local entity. And so we would have the student's contribution for their for their credit hours, but we'd have majority of the money coming from the state. So that to me is a win-win for uh, Erie County if we can make this work in a way that provides the the final result we want and that's a trained workforce for today and in the future and so uh, stay tuned for that and I'm sure there'll be some questions as we go into the question part here Um, and the last thing I just want to mention is the census Uh, how many of you are aware that next year is the big decennial census if you are not aware I hope that you will take from this meeting the need for every one of us to be involved in this And I know the census sounds kind of boring and and it's not something that tends to gin up a lot of excitement but uh, we have again a a collaboration going on the mayor mayor Schember and I are co-chairing the complete counts committee and we feel it is imperative especially at this moment in our community that we get a complete count because $2,100 follows every person in the census so every person we don't count is $2,100 of federal and state money that does not come to our community, but goes to some other community in the United States. We know that historically, we are an undercounted county. Uh, It is uh, 14 municipalities are predicted to be undercounted in the census. 41 of 70 of our census tracts are expected to be undercounted by 16% or more. We did some quick figuring on that. That's over $50 million that will not be coming to our community that could be coming otherwise. So that is the reason why we should all be excited to talk about the census to those we work with, to those we interact with, to uh, our employees, to anyone who will listen to you. Say it is important that you do the census. The census is going to be online next year, which is a change for people also there also will be opportunities to still get a paper um, copy as in the past there'll be opportunities to go to a library or some other community place to fill it out there'll be census takers as there always are going back to the houses that don't fill out the initial census but uh, we are hiring a coordinator this is an effort uh, funded through county government the city of Erie our other municipalities and ECRA because we feel it's that important to have somebody who goes to work every single day saying how do we make sure Erie County has a complete count And so that will be, um, we'll be starting that soon. And so we have until April 1st next year, which is census day, but then of course, there's the counting that happens after that for those who have not responded. So you will start to hear a lot more about the census and please help us spread the word on that. You have been listening to Money Radio, WPSE's weekly broadcast of the Rotary Club of Erie meeting program at the Sheridan Erie Bayfront Hotel. Today's speaker was Kathy Dahlkemper, Erie County Executive. Join us again next week and stay tuned for more informative programming on Money Radio, WPSC AM 1450 and FM 107.1.